1: it's somewhere in london and it's looking pretty red lee judges is attempted to score some new content he's got to get past a hacker malware and password attacks lee takes off but look the hacker sends password attacks towards lee he's dispossessed of all his passwords and data he goes again but he's hacked to the ground look at lee's in pain and they're mocking him wait he's got a last minute transfer deal he's got north vpn on his team now i mean is that even legal Oh, that's next-generation encryption, absolutely blinding the opposition. And the fastest VPN on the planet flies past password attacks, takes down the ball, and scores. That's fresh content on your favorite streaming services. You're protected on multiple devices. Back of the net, just change your location in the app. Go to NordVPN.com/AFTV now.
2: How's it going, people? Welcome back to the channel, and welcome back to the forever. Arsenal podcast, powered by NordVPN. The code is AFTV. There's a link in the checkout, nordvpn.com forward slash AFTV for the AFTV special. So if you need a VPN show, Nord, some love people. As you can see, they're powering the forever Arsenal podcast. And as always, I'm back with the regulars, Jordan Lee and James in the building. And I do wish it was a more positive one, but Manchester City 4, Arsenal 1 at the Etihad on Wednesday night. (laughs) in my opinion, makes it over, over. I thought it was over after the Southampton result. I think it's officially over after this Manchester City one. And I know mathematically there's still a chance and I've already had people tell me City can drop points in two games and and leave the door open for us. But, yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk and we'll see if anyone here has the same thoughts. Jordan, Lee, James, you know what? I won't even ask you how you are. We'll just forget the long intros and just get straight into it. Lee, you was at the game I've done that Manchester trip many a time for four hours there, four hours back, and the drive back's always a difficult one because we we tend not to get the points. And it, that was the case on Wednesday night. How you feeling, Lee man? Talk to me about how you're feeling first and how it was over there.
3: Do you know what? Um I feel worse as as the week's gone on. I feel more let down by it. Um and I don't mean that horribly. Like I'm, I'm going to be really honest, I find it very, very difficult to criticise the team and the players because of what they've done over this past eight months. They've been fantastic. But on, on the Wednesday, yes, Manchester City were fantastic. Yes, they were brilliant and all that. Like, but and they stopped us playing. I give them that. Like, you know, we was out. We was outclassed on and off the field. That's how I feel. They, they they done a number on us. Pep done a number on Arteta. On, uh, and, um, yeah, what I've took from it is exactly what you said, Turkish. We didn't lose the league on Wednesday night. We didn't lose the league on Wednesday night. Lost it at probably the Emirates against Southampton, you know. And that's what I think's annoyed me a little bit more, guys, is that um, Southampton lost to Bournemouth at home the following... Or was it that night or the following night, you know? Um if you're going for a title against Manchester City, you, you have got to be nigh on perfect. And when you've got home games against Southampton, 2 0 up against West Ham, look, I'm going to be really honest 2 0 up, you can, can draw the game. You know, Tottenham and Man United, it happened yesterday. It happens. It's a, it's a funny scoreline. Um, so I can forgive it against Liverpool. I can't forgive it against West Ham, if I'll be honest. You know, Liverpool went there in the in the week and won. Good teams go to West Ham and win. That's how it is. Um, and um, we failed there. And I just think what's really annoying me or, or getting getting me down a little bit is that we played so so well for so so long, but the la- when it's really mattered these last couple of games, we've been really really poor. Yeah. And I I have to say, you know. Uh, Listen, we've all said it as well. You know, Mikel's got to come in for some criticism in this now because we've all sort of said, we can't go up there with this holding, we can't go up there with this defensive thing. He went there with that same defensive thing and got smashed. No change, no nothing. After five, ten minutes, they were running all over us. I, I looked at the bench, nothing changed. Nothing changed the whole game. And that was my biggest, biggest disappointment. Yes, the players didn't turn up as well. You know, I have to say that I thought we was poor, um, and and bullied by two two world class players. I have to say that De Bruyne and um, uh, Haaland were unbelievable on the night. But I've not seen De Bruyne have as much space since the Emirates for a year ago. Do you remember when they come here and won three 0 and everything? It's yeah. just had, it was like a training ground to him. He's a good player, guys, and we're just letting him have the free run of the of the game and done nothing about it. So why I'm very, very reluctant to criticise and go in on the team, because I am I've got to say this, I am proud of what we've done. We've been fantastic this season. I'm watching other teams yesterday, and I do think that we are improvement is unbelievable. But I'm disappointed with the way it's going to finish. And if we finish like like Chelsea, for instance, have lost five games on the spin, haven't scored. If they come to the Emirates and score against us and we don't win that game, I'll be so, so disappointed. So, so disappointed in, in a lot of things because that that tells me we're not ready. You know, we should go in on, on Tuesday night now and smash Chelsea. But you know what? We won't, guys. We won't. And, and that's the big fear for me. Like, you know, changes have got to be made. It's got to make changes now. Uh, you know... I'm not going to criticise holding too much because I'm not being horrible to him. That sort of game, that magnitude of game, the, the quality of that game, is too much for him. It's, it's a top-of-the-table clash. He's not... Uh, you, can, you can argue he's a Premier League player, but he's not at the top end of the Premier League. And, and as for Gabriel, you know, he's getting away with it as far as I'm concerned because once you lose your... And, and I say, like, lose your your best central defender. He's 21 years of age, but we've lost him. And, and he has just crumbled around him. Awful. Absolutely awful. You, you Realistically, you're expecting him to say, right, OK, I'll take you through this game, Rob. I'll get you through it. Uh, nothing. that was that is so point. difficult to
4: do, Lee. It really, when you look at the way Arteta asked Arsenal to play, man marking all over the pitch... Against probably the most dynamic, dangerous, clinical, experienced, mm. world class front two in world football. It, like, I know what you mean, right? De Bruyne, uh, Gabriel, in a lot of these moments, you, you take the Theo Walcott goal against Southampton, could have done better. You take the De Bruyne goal, could have done better. But but I can't help but feel that the damage is done before it's got to what he can do to prevent that goal. I know he's the last side defense, and I know we love him. But look at the way Harlan just touched Rolls-Holding for 2 on one And and look at the way Alcaraz gets the ball in acres of space to pick out the the perfect pass into Theo Walcott, who's made that run for 15 years of his career. I I just feel like as much as I'm really let down by the players in this game, really let down, I was sat here saying the one thing the Southampton game showed me was that they're going to be brave and they're going to fight for this team. And I actually didn't really see any of that. Like, I think they went into their shell. I was left so disappointed by the players. But I think Arteta, I think he had a shocker in this game. The more I've thought about it, and I am really repeating myself, so apologies to anyone else Watch watched my player ratings, Tactical Insight, the show I did with Turkish. I do apologise. But just the more it goes on, the more I think Arteta had an absolute disaster class um, in this game. And it was the complete opposite for Pep. I was in awe of what Pep did in that game yeah. um, and I think that's cost us more than anything really
3: yeah I agree I agree I just think you know you're right I'm just I'm just saying like you know um, with Gabriel it wasn't just that the game against West Ham as well when he dives in for a pen. I think he's a great he's been great this season but he's been great alongside Saliba. it's a good partnership but the one thing that um, you know I will with Arteta I'm I'm a listen he's, I'm a big fan of Arteta now he's won me over I'm going to say that now and I don't think we you know like I've I've heard ridiculous people people saying go like you know get rid of him and all that like ridiculous sort of stuff but I'll tell you like there's a reluctance to bring in Tierney I don't know why you know what I mean I look I look go back to games Liverpool at home um Tommy Asu comes in at left back you know he can be um adventurous he can make um bold decisions and, and make a decision like by putting a right back over to a left back and it worked why can't he put a left back to a right back or or something different you know put uh Shinchenko in there and, and listen it, hindsight's a wonderful thing but this is all things we was all talking about before he he just let it happen and what was more disappointing about Arteta than than anything is that he never done anything about it like they never yeah. After seven minutes, you you know, before they scored, you could see it wasn't working. OK, as soon as it goes it go, go, it go we a goal down, we're never getting a foot at the game. Do something different. Try something different. And he didn't. And, you know, Pep did. Pep did. You know, and, and that, you know, he's, he's ruthless in certain things. You know, why, why did Martinelli come off? Right, because he was not in the game, not doing anything. That, like, and he kept that same back four that was getting destroyed, getting destroyed. It was. It. it if I look back on it, it, it 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 was not an embarrassing defeat. It, it was a. It, it was a. A telling defeat. It was. It was a team telling you that we're going to win the title. You ain't got no chance of winning the title. We're going to run all over you. We're going to. We're going to do all this to you, bully you, and everything like that. And I was disappointed. I was disappointed with, uh, uh, you know, the end as well. Like, you know what I mean? Like, trying to fight their players and all that. Do that on the pitch. Show that sort of fight and determination on the pitch. And another thing you have to say, like, you know, Shaka wasn't fit. Wasn't fit. Why playing then? You know what I mean? And the reason is because we've, you know, we feel that we've got to play a half fit uh, Shaka in the biggest game of the season. The reason being, squad's not strong enough
2: and, it has, it and I, don't, I don't think it's been trusted enough because there's 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 another thing I looked at and I just thought hmm because against Southampton we saw Vieira start the game yeah um, yeah where it, was he in but against Man City when we made a change in in that midfield Emil Smith Rowe comes into it So, Vieira starts one game where he hasn't really had much game time this season. And in the the game after, he's not the one that's looked at the bench to come on to do something. It's Emil Smith-Rowe who's had less minutes than Vieira this season. So, it did feel like he was scrambling a bit to make it work, I guess. But, Lee, I'm with you. I mean, I can excuse going in with the same lineup because it's done us so well throughout the season, albeit, you know, without Saliva and with Rob Holland in there, but not to change it up. I talked about it with James on the live yesterday, not to change it up, not to have that plan B ready, the contingency plan ready. It just reminded me of those Wenger years when there was a certain level of arrogance and confidence that this is Arsenal, we're going to play this way and we're going to play this way, whether it's Bolton at the Emirates or whether it's Barcelona at the New Camp. It, it just felt like we didn't prepare for Manchester City's strengths and and funnily enough, like James said, Manchester City prepared for our strengths, and we are the yes. ones that are trying to break that, you know, break the curve in in Manchester City's domination.
3: So I wouldn't mind if we play if 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 we kept the same team and we played like we have done all season. We didn't. How many times did we go long ball with Ramsdale in goal today? He kicked it virtually every time. We changed, you know what I mean? They they took us out of our comfort zone. That we we wasn't prepared and brave enough to play our football. So we did change. We went, we, we, you know, we, and you have to give Pep credit for that, like, you know, but, so go with it, change with it, go to a back three, do something different, try and match it up or whatever. Like, you know, when you say we, we played our game, we didn't. We never went through the lines once. We never kept the ball and played our game. They, they took us into places where, in the end, our left back was kicking it out or our right back was kicking it out. And they all, all we was going long. Credit to them for doing that. I'm going to have to say that. You know, I'm going to, I'm not, that's why well, I said earlier on, I, I'm reluctant to criticise us too much, but you have to give them, they fantastic. But if you're going long and you're going to go diff, don't go down a different route, change the team up, change the formation. Didn't change the for, team, didn't change the formation, but change the tactics by going long. And like, not being horrible, like, you know, Jesus never won one header. Why go long? The reason right. they went yeah. long is because we are forced to.
0: I, I think I think that I agree with pretty much everything Lee has said so far, apart from that last point. I think it's a little bit unfair to say that he didn't change it up. Um, look, we were struggling to get it out, to pass it out, to play our game, which is what we've done all season. We were struggling to get it. We couldn't get over the halfway line at certain points. Mm. So if we'd have continued to have done that and they'd have scored more goals everybody will be saying, why doesn't he change it? Why didn't he try to go long? For me... I'm,
3: I'm, the... I mean, on, on the, I'm not. I'm talking about the formation it's the players. not on about. Okay. I'm, I'm quite happy that he went long. I, I agree okay. with that. Okay. But what okay. I'm saying is, we went long, we started going long, with mm. players that are going to play tricky-tacky football. Oh, OK, I when, see. we okay. were going long, changed
0: change the... Okay, fair enough. And, and and the Fabio Vieira point, I think, is a little bit harsh as well, because we all were unanimously agreed that he had a stinker. So the fact that he didn't play him again in this game, we mm. can't now say, well, why didn't you play Fabio Vieira in this game but he did in the last game? Because no, he probably friend... agrees with us that he had a stinker.
2: <laughs> no, no, you're right, Jordan. I, I don't mean... I. We all agree that Vieira had a stinker, but what I mean is you've got to this point of the season mm. and when it's time to, you know, unfortunately injuries and, and maybe fatigue and illnesses and whatnot are catching up with us, Mm-hmm. In one game, you're bringing in Vieira, who hasn't had much time this season, mm-hmm. and straight away in the next game, you're bringing on Smith Rowe, who hasn't had much time this season. So there was mm-hmm. a lack of there was a lack of pre planning coming up to this crucial period. That's what it seemed like to me because you know if you trust Vieira, even though he had a stinker against Southampton, you you, you talk to him and and you make sure he doesn't when he comes on against City mm-hmm. What Why was
3: Jorginho bought? In, this, in, in in January. You know, Arteta said, Oh, I'm really glad I've been after him for a couple of years. Massive game with that game there. Shaka not fit. Why is he not playing?
4: He's trusted him very little, hasn't he, actually?
3: Yeah. Why? And, and I, 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 I know as
4: far as I say, Jorginho's, if I had to give an average rating of his performances for Arsenal, I'd give it a seven.
0: Yeah, he's been All decent. Right. He's, he's been fine. decent. I, I understand I understand maybe why he didn't play him in, in this game, because I think the physicality in the middle of the pitch is what he wants from Shaka. Oh, he who shan't be named. But the reason why I, he didn't play, he didn't pick him against Southampton, um, against Southampton, that one confused me more. Because that's a game where you can control the game. You're at home against the bottom of the league. That's the game where I think you should really be picking picking Jorginho um and starting him in in, in that match uh, for me. On, on on the game itself, like you guys, I'm 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 disappointed at how it ended. I was looking for two things. I said in the last pod, intellect and bravery. I don't think we, were, we didn't get either. Mm. I thought we played scared. The, the, the word that I used was we played scared. I mean, I really thought about it kind of last night some more because I'm really disappointed about how the game finished. The word scared, th- th- there, there was no belief. So I kind of compare it to people who are scared of spiders. They are, they're scared of spiders because they have a belief that the spider could harm them. We will know the spider ain't going to harm you, but they have a belief the spider can harm them. People who are scared to... F- Damn, that
4: was a really good analogy. It was a really
3: good point as well, that was.
4: Oh, I was enjoying that.
3: Yeah, I was enjoying that about the spider. The
4: one time Jordan makes a good point and streamer goes, nah. Oh. Oh,
3: he's Sorry.
0: Sorry, my internet, my internet went in there. Sorry, guys. I you enjoying that,
3: Jordan. Jordan. enjoying <laughs> that about the spider. The <laughs> You're the telling world. us... I'll you're telling us you're point. scared of spiders. I was scared oh, of spiders.
0: I was making the comparison with people who were scared of flying. It's okay. It's a
4: safe
0: space. They have a, shush, they have a belief that they are not going to make it their destination. Me, I'm, I can't swim. I'm scared of the water because I have a belief that I'm going to drown. Right. To know. right. Okay. No, but I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere with this league. And for me, this hire a boat. They, <laughs> the next forever awesome. I'm, try, I'm trying I'm to make like a serious point <laughs> really. The point I'm, I'm eventually getting to is that they played scared because there was no belief they could ever win that match. They, 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 played, they played that game as if they never, ever believed they were going to win that football game. I've watched Liverpool in the last two or three years go to the Etihad, two, three, four years go to the Etihad. And when I've watched them play, they believe they can beat uh, Manchester City. They may win, lose or draw, but they compete and they, they, they believe Klopp has got them. And this maybe is the evolution of Arteta as a manager. He didn't, I, I don't think at any point from the, they talk about the, the when they come, when they walk out and they're coming out of the, the, the tunnel. There was never a look that this team looked like they could, be- they believed they could be- win that football match. And look, Man City are better than Arsenal in every department on the cross the pitch, every department. But for me, what you can lack in talent, you can make up for in belief. And they played scared. Saka, he played scared. Um, uh, um, he who shan't be named. Okay, I don't think he was fit. He, he didn't really get on the ball. Partey had a stinker. I was going to really batter Partey, but I don't think it's fair to batter Partey because I think they were all poor. So I think it would be a little bit unfair to single him out, but I don't think he was good in the group I was doing my nut. And when I talk about intellect, you're, you, you, Arsenal, in, after 41 minutes, should have been four nil down. We had a touch at being 1-0 down. An absolute touch. I'm screaming. I was uh, watching the game some people. I was screaming, just get to half-time. Just get to half-time 1-0. You've had a touch. Stupid, unnecessary foul. Where, if you could ask De Bruyne, put the ball anywhere on the pitch to cross it into the box. He would have picked that spot. He would have picked that spot. And what happens they scored 2-0, game over. So that's when I talk about intellect, just being smart and intelligent about how you manage the game. That for me was disappointing as well. But having said all that, I was, in, I was, at, I was at an event yesterday um, at Arsenal, actually, and I was speaking to one of the coaches there. And he said to me, he gave me some analysis that was maybe less emotional, because I think as fans we're emotional and I think we all agree there was, was a lack of belief. But he was saying to what, kind of what Lee touched on as well at the start of his, his first point. He said that he, he didn't think it was about them being scared he said that Manchester City had prepared so well for Arsenal, they just didn't allow Arsenal to do anything. They just didn't allow Arsenal to do anything. So we can look at it and say Arsenal was scared to get on the ball, but we could flip it with a bit of with, with, with lack of emotion and say Manchester City are just that good. They just, they just they just suffocate you. They just make you, they almost make you scared. They make you want, not want the ball because they're just on you. There's no space. There's just no space to do anything. So I kind of thought about that some more and thought, maybe it's a balance of the two. I do think the boys didn't let, let themselves down, that they, they didn't step up. But I think there's also an element, if we're kind of being a little bit less emotional, that says there's levels, there's levels here. And one of the biggest compliments I used to play play Pep, Pep Guardiola's Barcelona team was that people used to compliment them on the ball, but it was off the ball that I thought they were they were really amazing. Off the ball, the shape was amazing. They pressed you really, really well. They won the ball back really, really well. And when you put Haaland the De Brode at the top of your pitch, you're going to cause problems. So I think it's a combination of us being fearful and never believing, combined with we played a team that actually just, in a way, it's a compliment. As you said, Turkish, they prepared for us. You could see they're prepared for us and they and they, they executed their plan, plan to a team.
2: That's where the flexibility has to come in. We, when you mentioned that they were suffocating us and we, we, we couldn't, you know, get on the ball, that's when Mikel Arteta has to change something and the, the shape, like Lee was saying, you know, try something different. Why not put Tierney on, put Zinni right back or why not go to a back three? Try something different. And and we didn't do that. And, you know, the, the, the game was the same from the first whistle to the final whistle.
0: But, but, but do you... Do, sorry, Lee, just quickly. Do you guys accept, though that possibly, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here, that possibly, again, City are that good when you're in the game, even as a player and a manager, your, your head's just your head's frazzled. And it, it, you're thinking, I've got to change something. I've got to change something. I've got to change something. But you're just being overruled by this machine that don't Ooh, give the, you a second to The players to think.
4: or the manager, sorry? Both. Both. So, so the players, the players, I can forgive them because even though I thought they were shocking on an individual basis, I understand that they're fighting with maybe what their instincts are telling them to do in terms of retreating, protecting their goal, whatever, but also what the manager's asking them to do. I really, let me call it what it is. Rob Holding is fundamentally not good enough. He might be a lovely guy, behind the scenes is brilliant. And I think for certain games, he can come in and be a very adequate backup. But we've reached a level and we play a certain way. And he is miles from it. The better this Arsenal team gets, the further he becomes from the the required level. And that showed in the game. He couldn't man-mark. At one point, he swapped Gabriel and Holding just so that they could mark each other's men. And it had no effect. He's not good enough. But I feel for him in this situation because I don't think he has as bad a game. If Arteta tells the team to take 10 steps back, two banks of four, defend the crosses, Defend smaller spaces. Don't let don't let there be pockets in between the midfield and the centre-backs. And everything the fans were saying would happen if we pressed. Everything the fans were saying would happen if we went high line with Rob Holding. Kevin De Bruyne in an interview quite literally goes, yeah, fans, you're all spot on. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I sat in the pocket because Partey and Xhaka went too high of the pitch. And we're all sat there going, oh. So, so I'm looking at Arteta thinking, you could have helped your players out more. And I understand there's a principle that he wants to stick by. And, and, and I think while the players were caught in the headlights and they, they were frazzled by what Man City were doing, I think it was as much what City were doing as it was them just like, oh, I'm trying to still do what the coach is telling me. Arteta needed need to recognise within 10 minutes, one nil down, uh, yeah. just drop back and let's hope we nick a goal. Oh, and guess what? We did nick a goal
3: you know, but we are 3.0. So, too, 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 too. I, I had a brilliant conversation with uh, um, two Man City fans, like a father and son, and they come up with a fantastic point. Turn around <laughs> and said moments and, and, and defining moments. He said, when you come here in January, you played us off the park in the first half with uh, with six players not in the, we played our full team and you played a, a six, you know, like changed it around. And he said for 45 minutes, no other team has ever done that to us in, in the Pep era. The reason he says you come to the Emirates in January in a good moment. You was playing really, really well, confidence really, really high. You come to the Emirates this time around with confidence not so good. The damaging results before I think had, had an effect, like, and the injuries as well. Like, you know, when we went there in, in even in February, he said, like, we played you in February, we beat you 3-1. It was an even game. It was mistakes that, that mattered. Like, you know, There was a confidence. I think, well, this is what he said. He said the results against West Ham and Southampton had, had, had meant that you'd lost a little bit of confidence going into this game. And he actually said a great point. He said, if you'd have gone 1-0 up, I don't think you'd have been confident that you'd have gone on and won the game. I think you, you knew that Man City would come back. If we'd have gone 1-0 in January... He thinks that we'd have gone on and won that game two two three one. That that's coming from a Manchester City fan. It's a great point that he made, and 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 he did remind me also. He said Rob Holding done really good in that first half of that game, right? Why? Because we was we was a different team mentally, you know. What I mean, we, we really went we went for it and everything like that. And the other point that I'm, I'm going to make in here is that Arteta. Give Pepe's number in the FA Cup semi-final. Went with a tactic and we what we ended up going. Why didn't he go back revert to that night? You know what I mean? Just say, right, we haven't got the we haven't got the players of Manchester Manchester City have. So we're gonna out tactically do you we went do you remember we went with a back three, we held on, went one-nil down, we went, we nicked it two one, played really, really well defensively. And we had players like Mustafi playing that day, played really, really well. Put a system in there where these players could have just been a little bit more comfortable and I don't think it's... Arsenal Finger got criticised for this a lot, and and that's why I always am, admired Alex Ferguson. Like you know, it's not a weakness if you change your team around for a, a, a team. You know, like Alex Ferguson at Man United done it every single time. He put he put an extra midfield player in against Arsenal twice a season. Never done it any other time. No one turned around and said, "Oh, you're scared of Arsenal or whatever." It was a tactic that was done, and and, and it worked. And, I, and, I, and there's no shame by going away from your principles against the team. There's no shame in it. I don't. I don't know what it is. You know what I mean? Doesn't mean to say that you're better than us and whatever. Especially when you've got your best central defender missing. I can see that now. Don't tell me anybody that uh, goes around that Saliba is our best defender. That's been proven over the last few games. But don't change. You know, change your principles every now and then. It's not the end of the world. We didn't do that once in the whole game.
2: Yeah, not even to, not even tweak it. And when we mentioned down the live as well. We can talk about formation and we would have liked to see maybe a change there, whether it be at the start of the game or during the game. We can talk about personnel, whether it be at the start of the game or during the game. But there were tweaks that were necessary because Rob Holding was getting dragged left, right and centre. Gabriel was left exposed because of it. Um, like James mentioned with the De Bruyne quote, you know, picking up the spaces because Xhaka and Partey were too high up the pitch. These things could have been translated, you know, for, from manager to players during the game. Sit back, Partey, Jacka. There's too much space. Holding. Don't get sucked in. You know, hold that line with Gabriel, and let's let's soak it up a little bit. But we didn't. They, they move after move. They just kept on opening us up. And I think Jordan said it could have been a, a worse scoreline than than what
3: it turned yeah. out. Do you know what's a difficult thing for me to watch that game? You know about holding, right? Is that you know we've all played football right? That Harland right knew he had him on toast. Yeah. He yeah. knew he had his number, and he was ruthless with it. There was a there was a moment in the game when the ball went down the right down to the right back channel. Holding went chasing after it. Nine times out of ten, if that would have been Saliba or Ben White or something like that, Harland would have just let him have it, play it into the goalkeeper. He chased him down, <laughs> and Holding into the stands. It just, you know what I mean, it told you everything you wanted to know, that he just had him. Had him. He, he knew he had him and it, he weren't going to let him off the hook. He wasn't going to let him Me, off the look, hook. I felt, at, for, I felt at, for holding this game.
4: At half-time, Rob Holding had the most touches of most passes of any Arsenal player. Thomas Partey, who plays in a very similar area, because <laughs> obviously he drifts to the right to get the ball, had the third lowest. So it tells you that. They weren't happy for us to have it in a particular area of the pitch. Yeah,
3: but they, let him, they let, were let him very happy him. for
4: a particular player to
3: have yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, You know what I mean, like, And you know what? Wouldn't it have been great? Wouldn't it have been great if? And, and you know, look, look, we're all going to praise Pep for doing it because uh, wouldn't it have been great if he prepared all of that work like, and when it comes to the game, he weren't playing? Wouldn't it have been great, like, they look maybe they look round at each other and go, "Well, oh, he's not playing." Pip, what are we going to do now? Like, we'll we revert back to what we normally do. But he works on that for three or four days, and credit to him. You know what I mean? But wouldn't it have been great, like, if you know, come back in the team sheet and say, oh, uh, he's not playing, Pip? This is
4: this is the point. Sorry, I know I keep ranting. I, I do apologize for people who've heard me make this point. I'll try to make it in a slightly different way, right? So you mentioned Rob Holding doing really well for the first 45 minutes of the FA Cup game against Haaland. And I actually agree. Ye yeah, got the yellow card, and Haaland at his moments, But I think part of why that worked so well was it was it was a surprise from Arteta. He went with a week and 11. He, he rotated six players mm-hmm. out and he man-marked all over the pitch to the point where Gabriel was marking Mares all the way on the right wing. And I think it shook Pep, not shook Pep, but I think Pep was like, what? We're losing our individual battles and they're coming out on top here. Now, in that game, Rico Lewis, I think it was, was coming into midfield. It was their 3-2 their, their base three with two in midfield and the five up front. And we matched them all over the pitch. And it was brilliant. It actually suited our on in-possession formation really well. And it was a surprise. We ended up losing that game. We all came away from it going, you know what, our, uh, Arsenal and Arteta, you made a really good account of yourselves. So in this game, when the eleven comes out, I'm thinking, oh, he's tweaked it. He's brought in Walker to deal with Martinelli. That kind of makes sense. But, you know, you've got their back three. Our front three will press onto them. No. Stones, who's been a revelation in midfield, dropped in to make it a back four. And then Gundogan dropped back, and it was Roger and Gundogan who were the base two building. He basically went 4-4-2. Four, four, hmm. And it just completely threw us off. So what you were just saying, you were hoping we would have done to them, which has made them go hold on Pep, this isn't what we thought they were going to be on the pitch, what's going on here? I could see that in our players, I could see them not having a clue when to press, mm. I could see them not having a clue who to pick up, Xhaka and Partey were so high up the pitch because they thought well I guess our battles are with Roger and Gundogan, but does that make sense that our sixes are engaging with their sixes? Maybe one goes on to them, but in in all in the last 10-15 years I've watched football, when there's a number 10 on the pitch, A.K. De Bruyne, your holding midfielder does the job to stop them. But it was asked of Harla, it was asked of Holding and Gabriel to do that job because we were just so confused with where to go. And that's why we just looked to complete shambles. So yeah, it, it was a I, I think it's in a way admirable. I do want to say this. I think it's sort of in a way admirable of Arteta to show really stern belief in his players. This is how we play, and I believe in it. And I think we will reap the rewards of that in the next two, three years. But this was a one-off game. And the mariners of this world, he won a title with Matic and Fabregas at the base. But you know what he did sometimes? He dropped Oscar, he moved Fabregas in the 10, he brought in Ramirez for bigger away games. Sometimes his front three was Pedro, but he'd take him out. No, it wasn't Pedro, it was someone else. But he'd bring William in. You know, there was, there would be little change for certain games. This is how we're going to do it. And Arteta does need to develop that as he gets a bigger squad.
0: I'd love us to get to the point where we can, in a a few minutes, talk about players that we think we need to bring in to tool up to be able to go to the next level. But just my kind of final point on the game would be that the Southampton game happened as well, but there's only been, I can only remember one game this season, the Everton defeat. And it was one other game, I think we won. But one of the best things about after the season for me has not only been our starts, I think pretty much every game this season was started really well. But the other thing I've loved as well is our shape. We've had really good shape um, that's been quite hard to break down in the main across the season. And the Southampton game and the Man City game, the first two games in a while where I, I, James has kind of articulated it really well, I just think we were our heads were gone. We just didn't know what to do, where to be. And I think that the gaps that I was seeing in the middle of the pitch, I've never seen us so open through the middle. And I, look, maybe... He who shan't be named, maybe he being ill has, a, has an element to do with that. Maybe. I thought Partey had an absolute stinker as well. But I just couldn't believe in what was the biggest game of the season with a team of the best midfield in the league. We were so open in the middle. And I just can't believe that that was a tactic. I can't believe that you allow the best player in the, in the league for me and the best striker probably in the world to just have that much freedom. And it was quite clear very, very early on that they were going for the middle. And I was with Rob yesterday at this event and he made the point that normally Man City go, they play wide. They would get Mahrez and I don't know, Silva to sit on the touchlines. They did the opposite in this one. They were very, very narrow. They went right through the middle and it was quite clear to me. I, 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 I don't know, if was, that, that was quite clear early on. It's like, they're going through the middle. We, we just vacated the middle where they were at their most dangerous. So I, I just, I just the, the, the shape of us just being totally lost for me was very disappointing. It maybe it's forgivable against City to a degree, it wasn't against Southampton. It was upsetting to me. It's upsetting, disappointing that in the game we've built ourselves. This has been a game we've been waiting for all season. And it's like we just we just we, we offered that. That that for me was um yeah, was, was a disappointing odd. thing. Sorry,
3: that's the half going up there. I expected us to put on a show, you know what I mean.
0: Surely, like, you know, yeah,
3: I, I expected us to yeah, you know, I, I thought we might win it. But if we was to lose it, it was going to be going down, fighting, all guns blazing, 3-2, you know, like, really go at it. we never done it. And I'll, I'll give Pep credit, as, as James just said there, you know what I mean? Like, I will say this about them. He criticised... I never criticised, but he... He put a little thing out there for Walker, didn't he? Like I don't know if he's good enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was sensational. I have to say his defending was sensational. Like you know, he, he never let anybody go down that right hand side once. He was aggressive with his defending, very, very good. And 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 also another thing is if if Martinelli scored an hat trick against Southampton in that game, and then was left out against Man City we'd have all gone mad you know what I mean what's going on what's going on he can do that and, and, and no one blinks an eyelid literally. you know Mari's destroyed and know it's the FA Cup but wins the game destroys no one blinks an eyelid and just says yeah great 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 stuff from Pep like you know and I think that one one point and I'm going to big him up on here when Julian made a point on his fan cam when he turned around and said "Look, they're all at their peak every single Man City player is at their peak of their powers we're not, we're, we're getting there like, you know what I mean? So that is why I'm reluctant to, to criticize too much and all that like, you know, because same, we're, same. we're, we're, uh, we're a process that's happening like, you know, they're at their peak. Now what will happen is that when the Bruiner comes out of his peak, they'll get by somebody else to their, they won't be able to develop it like us. But I'll tell you what, what I see, uh, what I've seen is, that, you know, that, and that's right. you know, we, the, the biggest thing for me now is we learn from this. Arteta yeah. learns from this, and the players learn from it. He Can I open. just say,
2: I, 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 I get Julian's point, but the, you know that's just kind of trying to gloss over it and make us, you know, make ourselves feel better. At the end of the day, like you said, Lee, when one of their players gets past their peak, they're going to replace. That player with a player that's yes. coming into their peak or at their peak anyway. So there's no teams waiting around for us to hit our peak and, and resting on their laurels. I mean, is Haaland at his peak? No. Is Kyle Walker at his peak? No. And it, it, in the very, they're very they're in different stages of their career. Um, I, I could say the same for a couple more players um, at Manchester City. Obviously, De Bruyne. Even De Bruyne at 32, is he at his peak? Have we seen a better version of De Bruyne before? You could make an argument, Manchester City. I think James mentioned 17 18 season where he was it 17 18, James? But you said that's the Manchester City team that, that you probably think is the best of them all, the best version of them all. So we can make ourselves feel better and say, Yeah, they wasn't at their peak. But what I want to do is, is also talk about a few of our players because I know Jordan mentioned he doesn't want to talk about Partey too much, and that's one player I will talk about, as well as Jack as well as Holden. <laughs> as well as Zinchenko, because I look at these five players and they've all been deemed leaders at some point this season. They've all been deemed the, the more experienced ones, the ones that need to guide us through when times get tough. I'm not necessarily looking at the young players this time. Yes, the young players were missing. Sacco, you know, looked scared. Martinelli didn't even get on the ball. We can say the same about a few more young players. But the experienced players, n- not once stood up to be cat not once made a slight adjustment to their game. I mean, I'm gonna start with Partey because I've rewatched the game two times now. Once the full game and second an extended highlights package for the first goal, Partey just allows De Bruyne to run past him into the space for mm. Haaland to pick it up and pass it into him. That leaves De Bruyne one on one with Gabriel, where Gabriel's then been done by De Bruyne, who's not known to be the the, the best dribbler in the world, but one drop of the shoulder one move um, towards the right side creates that space and what a finish. The second one, Jordan, you mentioned it. Just before half time, you don't need to concede that free kick, Partey. But you concede the free kick. 2-0, the start of the second half. Oldergaard gives the ball away. But again, if you watch Partey running back, I, I don't even know whether I could call it running. He was jogging and the only excuse I could have for that is he must be injured. He must be carrying something because I'll I urge everyone to go back and watch that third goal and tell me Partey is busting a the gut there to get back. No one can tell me he was. It, it, it's either he's injured, he's, he, he it, picked up something along the way or he wasn't up for the fight.
3: His performances since coming back from international duty have been poor. And do you remember he was injured in that game and he got left out I've always said about this with party before. Before we went on that international break, he was sensational, 100% fit. Party's un- unbelievable, but I think if he's 95% fit, or let you know less, he's not the player that he is. You're bang on, good. Lee.
0: You're bang on. You're right. You've just encapsulated it really well there. When he's 100% fit, he's one of the best players in, in, in his position in the world. But if he's not, if he's you're right, if he's even 95% fit. Don't get the same player. There was—I don't want to go into that debate now—but there was the whole debate three, four months ago about Arsenal fans saying he's better than Casemiro and Rodri. He's not, and I said at the time he's not. He's a brilliant player, but he's—he's he's brilliant games for me are not consistent enough for him to be for me to be in that elite end. I'm a little bit uncomfortable about bashing him because I think he was—I think he's been. I've said before. I think for a month he's been poor. Now he's been really poor, in my opinion. But I do think over the course of the season he has been brilliant. He's a, and. He, and I think you said at the start of the show, Lee, that singling out players, we're, we're evaluating this game, right, Turkish? So we're talking about this game. So I think it's fair to, on this game to call out players. But these are the same players that for the majority of the season have got us here and have okay. done really, really well. But we have to be balanced. And I think Turkish is right. He, he was poor. Zinchenko. Zinchenko's meant to be the guy. I don't know if he got emotional because he was going back to his old team. But he was dog. He was absolute dog, I thought. He yeah, was
2: a
3: lot of games. Yeah. When we um,
2: when we discuss Partey and, and Rodri Casemiro and whatnot, sorry, the light just gone off, I'll fix that in a sec. Um, there is no debate, because if you look at Rodri and Casemiro, the way I judge players is not based off of a season. If I'm, if you're asking me who's the better player, I'm going to base it off at least three years, at least three years, if not three to five. And there's no I, debate there.
0: I'll put, I put Fabinho sorry, in there's, but well. I love Fabino. He's had a stinker this year. He's had an absolute stinker this year, Fabinho. But I think he's better than Partey, but that's just my opinion.
2: But when we discuss this season, you know, I, I do think Partey's had a better season than Casemiro. Obviously, Casemiro's been missing for quite a bit of it because first, the integration at the start of the season. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, um, a couple of red cards, meaning he's missed, what, seven games in total. But that doesn't matter now. We're not discussing who's better and whatnot. And I do want to move it on from Partey as well because I've said my bit about Partey. And now, Rob Holden. Listen, Rob Holden is Rob Holding. We know what he's about. We know his limitations. We know that teams are going to target him. Um But it's come to time now You know, it's come time now Two years in a, on the trot Ben White injury at the end of last season Rob Holden comes in, not good enough We failed to make top four Is it on Rob Holden solely? No, it's not on Rob Holden solely It's definitely not on him alone Similar story this season Saliba gets injured, Rob Holden comes in Gets exposed, not good enough Gets um, targeted We have to be ruthless this summer And Rob Holden needs to be sold this summer um, I don't care. I don't care about him being happy to be on the bench. I, I really don't give a shit about that. I don't give a shit if he's happy to be on the bench because at the end of the day, when called upon, I'm not happy seeing him in the lineup, and that's that. that that's been the same for years now. And again, I have to reiterate this because a lot of Arsenal fans t- like to turn around and say, "Stop scapegoating. I'm not scapegoating. I started with Partey for a reason because I'm most pissed off with him, and I'm moving on to Holding because I'm tired of seeing Holding at Arsenal. Um, being targeted, being exposed, and it's not his fault because that's his limitations. He, I think James said it last time. He's a penalty box defender. Against Man City, he's been asked to go, you know, go up to the halfway line and press, leaving Gabriel further exposed as well. So with Rob Holden, I'm done with that one there. I think it's time to move on, get a right-footed centre-back that can you know, compete and be, be Saliba's understudy, James.
4: Yeah, and I wanted to add to that, OK. Mohamed El Nani. I think if you ask Arsenal fans how they felt about El and Holding, I, I actually think what you'd get from both is pretty similar. I don't think you'd get, yeah, I think you get a sort of similar, yeah, decent servant can come in and do a job. I personally rate El Nenny quite a bit more than I rate Rob Holding, but I think that would be the general response of the fan base. But if you ask me going into the run in, would you rather have Saliba starting an El in for Partey? would you rather have Partey starting and holding in for Saliba? I'm going for Neni Saliba every single day of the week. And the only reason is because Mohamed Elneny is far closer profile-wise to Partey than Rob Holding is to Saliba. I'm not saying quality or anything like that. I'm saying as a player who can try and replicate what they do in that they've got the legs to get around the midfield and cover the spaces, in that they keep things quite neat and quite simple Rob Holding is so different to Saliba in the way he wants to defend that it has such a massive impact. What you just said about Partey, 100% fit, he's unbelievable, but 95% he's way off it. I think that's true of this Arsenal team. I think when we're at it, we're brilliant. But I think you lose a component. We actually did really well with Eddie and Ketia leading the line. But then when Trossard returned, we saw how much more fluid we were. I think and Trossard is much more similar profile-wise to Jesus. I think the task this summer for, for Arteta isn't just to add quality, which we need, but it's for the understudies and the t- players coming in to be of the right profile. Yes, not just, yes the quality has got to be there, but to be of the right profile, whereby you know they're coming in and the game plan doesn't change. Yes, we need a plan B to a degree, but we need the players that are coming in to just keep things moving, because next season isn't about going all right, our first eleven's there and when one's injured, brilliant. Declan, do you fancy stepping up for Partey eh? or whoever's our you know cover at centre-back? Do you fancy coming in for, for Saliba? It's got to be, you know what, we're playing 18th place at home. I can ring the changes and it's going to be the same. When we did it against Bournemouth at home and he brought in Vieira and Tomiassu, Vieira's nothing like Xhaka. Asked to operate in similar areas of the pitch and might do it in a very different way, but he's nothing like him. We touched on that in the last podcast. Tommy Asu doesn't overlap and do what Ben White does on that side. And you saw the whole thing really drop a level. So the task is getting players that, yes, have quality, but they replicate what the players ahead of them are doing. Then you can alternate far more easily for me.
0: Mm. I think right.
3: that's a good point. I will, I will <laughs> say about Rob Holding. I've got to say this about Rob Holding.
0: Oh, come on. We're, we're, we're killing Rob Holding here, Lee. No, come no, I'm
3: not, I'm not killing him here. Like, you know, Tommy Asu has been a big loss because Tommy Asu would have either come in at centre half or, or, or right back in front of him. You know, the reason that he's there is because Saliba and Tommy Asu are injured as well. It's not like, you know, he's his third choice. You know, this is a player that would play. League Cup games and Europa League games this season, like you know, and 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 I think that's also something with James picking up there. Don't forget, we wasn't planning on being in a Premier League race. You know what I mean? This this time, it was like you know, get to top four. Holding could come in and play against the the teams in the middle. Of, you know, we wasn't expecting a game like the Man City game, and where it was too much. That is and, true. That. and I don't know. I, if I, do, do. I, I do believe. I do believe that if you put. Um, Ben White in there as a center. I think he'd have got bullied by Harland. I really do. He got bullied by Tony last season. He's not that. That's why he's out there at right back at the moment. I think Tommy Asu would have come in and done a better job than, than Rob Holding in his last few games. And that, 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 that is the sad thing that we got. So when people go, Oh, Rob Holding," and I get what Turkish is saying, he's really still, he's not, a, he's not a backup to party like, like El Nini is a backup to party. He's third choice. You know he wouldn't wouldn't be get if Tommy Asu was fit he wouldn't be playing guys.
2: But I, I I disagree with that because there's no evidence to suggest he is third choice. There's all the evidence to suggest he's second choice. Because any time we make a change at centre back, it's Rob Holden that comes in. We've seen Tommy Asu left back. We've seen Tommy Asu start right back. We haven't seen Ben White start centre back at all. Any time there's a change to the middle, whether it's a centre back,
3: fit all season, Turkish He? Saliba's been fit all, all season, really. Yeah, but then it? let's say
2: the FA Cup tie. All right, Tommy Asu started that right back, but Holding was a centre back. So if if our second choice right back is Tommy Asu, then surely you bring that game time in that FA Cup tie.
3: Oh, or... I, 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 I see what you're saying there, but I, I believe that if Tommy Asu was fit, right, Rob Holding wouldn't have play Wednesday. All
2: we did get th- is
3: a, we didn't get
4: a serious crunch tie to test that with Arteta because you mentioned yeah. the FA Cup tie. But even then, I think mm. my, many would argue that he wanted to give Ben White the rest anyway. So I actually get what you're saying, Turkish. because all the evidence is there. But I'd love to have seen what he'd have done if that Saliba injury happened before the Tomiassi one happened in the same game. Typical. But yeah, that would have been really interesting. I, think, I don't know what he'd have I,
0: done. I, I think we all agree, though, that holding this summer has been moved on. And I think, James, you were just saying there's a there's reports coming out about us being linked with Three central midfielders. Uh, we have to. Next year will be in the Champions League. This time next year, I want to be deep in the Premier League title race and in the latter parts of the Champions League race. For that to happen, and FA Cup, well, all of them. To be honest, yeah. all of them. I don't want um, us frying away so, anything
3: next season. Uh, no, same, right.
0: but 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 for that to happen, we have to level up. And that, yeah. for me, means some significant incomings coming in. And I think James nailed it in terms of the profile. It's not just about bringing in really good players. It's about bringing in the right type of profile player that fits um, what's currently mirroring the, or what would mirror the, the current first eleven. It's also about outgoings. So for me, holdings got to got to go. I would try and buy five, find a backup, um, a better backup goalkeeper than Turner. I would um, sell the likes of Nakonga. I would sell Emil Smith Rowe, I would sell Inketia, would I would you? sell um he uh Smith Rowe. Uh, yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. he's not team- gonna he's not gonna play for us. I said this at the start of the season. He will not, I don't think he'll be here anyway, but I would sell him. We if we're gonna be a top club, guys. We can't be emotional and just be kicking Smith bro because he's a he's a HLM boy. He's not it's gonna not, make the, the because
4: we've seen he can be a very good player.
0: Is he gonna, is he gonna start at this eleven? Don't
3: know. I think he could take Trossard's place Rip, in the eleven. No, he's
0: like, not better Trossard than Trossard. 11, he, he, he's not better than
3: Trossard. So he's not oh, even. He's not, I, I, he's not. Even, I, 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 I'm not so sure about that. He's not Look even the first Trossard off season. the
0: bench. I think that, I think we can get 30 mil for him. If we're going to level up next season and have a squad thing, can, that can compete, I'm, we've got to be, Turkish said It ruthless. I like Emil Smith-Rowe. Let's be real. He's not going to cut it it's at It's got to be
3: a big deal, guys. got to be big, more, well over the odds. I'll
0: take 30. I'll take 30. But, but my overall point is, I think if we're going to be ruthless and try and win the Champions League next season, we can't have in our squad people like Lokonga, like Holding, like... My opinion, Smith Rowe, like in we have to level up on all of these players. Just my um, no,
4: view. I'll give you the look and Ketia one, yeah? Even in some people think that's really harsh because he stepped in, but I think you could see when Trossard came in the, the difference. And, and in done well when called upon this year, but with Smith Rowe, like we, we haven't seen anything of him this year because he's been injured. And when we did see him last year, he was our was he our top goal scorer from midfield or whatever. That
0: that, that that was last year, James. When no, the Champions League next year.
4: Yeah, but football changes all the time. Like especially in in the era of of Peps and Arteta's, like we are and Ten Hag's, we are always seeing this year that the, the new system is a back three with a box midfield and Stones is playing there. And next year will be something else. And by the end of this season, everyone thought number tens were dead, and that's where I thought where does Smith Roy get in this team because. No one was. Everyone was playing four three three, and now we're ending the season. Brighton play with the number ten. Man United play the number ten. Man City with De Bruyne play the number ten. Like football evolved. Smith Rowe came into the eleven as a ten because we had no one who had any creativity. But once we signed Odegaard, he moved to the left, and Tierney was overlapping, and that was our best way of attacking. Like every year, I think we will change something about the way we set up going forward, and I think there's every chance that next year. Tierney and Smith-Rowe have a bigger part to play, even though this year it looks like he hasn't wanted to use them
0: at all. Tierney I agree with, and I would actually give him more money to keep him. I'd extend his contract and give him more money, because I think he's a great second-choice left-back option. I would go all out to try and keep Tierney as a squad player. But I just think Smith-Rowe is not better than Saka or Martinelli. And then even the guys on the bench... I don't think. I think he's competing, with I don't think he's the obvious choice. It's not like oh, he's not in the eleven, but he's definitely the first choice off the bench. We have to be ruthless. We're emotional about Smith Rowe because he's one of our no, boys. Just, he's, he's good. Very good is, is he good enough to be in our squad next year to win a Champions League? It was.
3: It was last season. Last season we to, to win a cha- to, to
0: win a Champions League.
3: He got he got oh. kept by England last season for his performance. Okay. Was Jordan yeah,
0: Shakiri good enough? Was they're Jordan Shakiri
4: good enough to be in a Champions League winning squad?
0: Yes, in a squad. Yes, in a okay, squad. Okay, I think yes.
4: Smith Rowe can get to Shakiri's level.
0: Mm. Okay, all right. Maybe I don't,
2: I, I, I don't, I, Shaqiri I, I, was a very good player, though. He
4: was
0: a bad boy. He was a yeah, very yeah, good
4: that's... player, and I think <laughs> Smith Rowe can become a very good player. I think he Je- can. John Je- 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 was good, but like, come on, like no Liverpool well, what player. About C- here, what a conundrum! You know, Shakiri's not getting into this team. Shakiri was a good player, I agree, but we're acting like Smith Roy didn't get 10 league goals last season or more. But hang on the position. target. But that,
0: that was a season, James, where we was not going for the Premier League or the Champions League. The level was rising now. The expectation goes up. So when, when that goes up, it's one thing getting 10 goals for a team that's trying to stay up or get top 10 or get top oh, I, four. I,
3: I, I, I can see both arguments on that. Though. But, but and he really, also like, wasn't
4: 27 last year. He was. 21 or whatever 22 like, yeah like i do okay look i, I get it and I, I, when i look at the starting 11 for arsenal i don't know where smith rowe naturally fits in i fully agree with that but i don't know a lot of people called Greedish a flop last year 100 million uh, uh, guard is not really trusting him they need a goal on the final day to beat villa he doesn't even bring him on this year he's been one of their best players mm. you know things change very quickly. If we well, see the, talent the, in a player, the, I think we uh, need the, to give it a little more time.
0: The other reason why I think I would move him on is because we need to, for me, level up our first 11. And if we can bring in 30, 35 mil for Smith-Rowe, that could go towards Declan Rice or that can go towards someone that in the first 11 can level us up. Do you know what I mean? That, that's,
3: that's, so, that's the that's the point. That is the point. If, if, if it's going to fund... if it, For instance... I would I would say like it's going to be a bit up, but you have to look at it like one of them, Vieira or or um, Smith Rowe. If you get good money for him, can fund. If it means that we can get Casido and um, Declan Rice as a midfield, I'm going to go with that. I hear it, yeah. I, I I, I, it. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go with that. I see what Jordan's saying. It depends because we need we need to get strength in that midfield up, and if we haven't got the funds for it. If you've got Trossard, if you've got Vieira. I'd Nelson as really well. Nelson's right, been that's that's, that's Nelson. the that's the conundrum. I'd I'd sell him anyway, but yeah. Look how so hands up if
4: you keep Reese Nelson now.
3: I would give Nelson a contract. Okay.
4: We would all have not put our hands up a year ago. I promise you we wouldn't have.
3: <laughs> he has been fantastic. I'll tell you what, with, with him he he come out, he was a positive that come out of that game. Because he was one that I felt, do you know what? I believe in my ability. I believe I've got pace. I've got believe I can. Lee, I, dis-
0: I disagree. I, I tell you but, what I disagree. God, go,
3: on, go on. No, no, but the game's finished, so like you that's know, why
0: like, I disagree. I get that.
3: I get that. You can come on, but what I liked about it, it doesn't matter. The game's finished from that point of view. I'm coming on here and showing you that I can do it. There's a there's a mentality as a player, like you know, I think he's improved on his. He's um, stature, he's, he's, he's a lot stronger, bigger, he's quick. He has got something in the team that we haven't got in other areas. Like, you know, I look at Smith, Roviera, Trossard, they're all very, very similar. It gives us a little different dimension because he's a little bit more direct than anybody else.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, with the names Jordan mentioned, I, I'm with him on everyone. if if there's one that I've got a soft spot for, it would be Smith-Rowe. So I understand the arguments against um, the potential sale. But at the same time, I also agree with Jordan. We're heading into Champions League. We want to challenge for the title again. We want to be able to challenge at least and get to the latter stages of the Champions League in our first year back. And having been linked to Mount and Kudus and I think a need for a striker, there's potentially two, three attacking players coming into the side. Um, this summer, so the, the room's going to have to be made. With Vieira, because Lee did just ask about him, I, I'll be sending him out alone because he's reaching Lukonga territory for me, where I don't like judging players until about a year and a half into, well, players coming in from abroad until about a year and a half at the club. But with Lukonga, I saw from early that I haven't seen much. I don't really know what he brings. I don't know what his best position is. I don't know how he's going to fit in. I'm seeing the same thing with Vieira as well. And this is coming from someone who's praised him when he's deserved praise too. It's just that against Southampton, he was literally hiding. You know, he was missing. And, and then when you're not called upon for this Manchester City game where we needed a goal, we needed something changed up and you are a £40 million, I believe it was, or £35-£40 million pound player, I think um, that's that speaks volume. So uh, a loan for him, ideally Premier League, um, to, to get him more accustomed to this league would be perfect for me. I haven't given up on him yet, but in the Champions League, we're going to need a bigger squad and a better squad to to be able to cope with these things. And and Jesus and Zinchenko are two more players I want to mention because we've praised them so much for the leadership they've brought in, helping raise the bar, the standards. And I agree with all of that. And I've I've been a part of that praise, and that praise doesn't evaporate now. But what last um, not last night Wednesday night showed me. Is they also need some guidance. They also need some experienced players because they are very emotional leaders. We need some experienced players. Like I mentioned it to you on the live, James, in De Bruyne, where he's he's a mature, composed. We don't really have that. Even Jackal, for example, getting Grealish in a headlock. And yes, we have played he's on his turnaround, and rightly so. The lack, you know, the the the, the lack of silly moments leading to red cards, rightly so. But that was the first time this season we've really seen a rattle Xhaka where, you know, he, he could have done something silly. Um, I don't put that Liverpool one on him and, and, and look at that. Side silly. I think he was just in the moment there. But this one, I just felt like you're one of the leaders I look to, Xhaka. You're one of the people that needs to guide Jesus and Zinchenko through these emotional moments. Partey too, Rob Holden too. That's why I put all five of them together and I say, in terms of our leaders, more experienced players in that pitch, none of them stood up. So we do need to, that word again, be well, ruthless this summer.
0: Well, can I link what you're, the point you just made there, Turkish, with the last convert we just had and put a name out there to the viewers and listeners that I think, well, my friends have laughed at me and I think you guys poo-pooed it as well. I think there's a player that I would try and get in the summer who is experienced. He's a winner. He's of an age profile I think we should be going for. He can play across the front free. I think he's affordable and he's never, ever, ever injured. I would make my top target this summer, Sadio Mane. I would go all out to try and get Mane. I know that him and Bayern have had a fallout. And I think they've said they want to try and move him on in the summer. I think if you gave Bayern Munich their money back, even 40 mil, I think you might be able to get him out of Bayern Munich. You're bringing in a senior, older player that has experience, has won trophies. As I mentioned, he's never injured. He can play left, right or centre. And I think that's a bit of an X-factor signing that not only would work within Arteta's system, but I think would would, would level us up for the Champions League. I I would make him my top target. I don't think it would cost that much. I don't think Mane would cost that much. I know that Liverpool sells him more (laughs) wine I know that Bayern only got him because he was last year of his contract. But I just think he would be the kind of... Signing that would take us to the next level, and to your point there, bring us that bit of experience, that bit of nous. um You know, he's still rapid as rapid as hell. He, he's someone that I think ticks all the boxes for what I would need in my what in this current in this current front three setup. But to put it I, that
2: way. I, I like Manny, but I, I don't agree that we should get him. If I we think
3: he's to, too similar to what we have got. If I was to start, get him, I, I wouldn't. We need to, to go to someone completely different profile to what we've got. Yeah, because I, I don't, I don't think I Will, I don't think a, he's not going to get a
0: big man up top. I'd be surprised. Oh, no, they surprised. Have,
4: no, there have been links to that. There have he, he's gone go over the years. Over the years, we've been regularly linked. Obviously, there was a the Vladovic stuff, but I know Texas doesn't really believe a lot of that, and I hear it. Um, the Calvert Lewin links. Um, and there was a report a couple months ago, I think it was just after the January window, that Arsenal have been scouting like physical you know, strong, tall, number nines. Um, and there was an extensive list. I, I I really hope they go for that. And I haven't really been fighting for that signing where everyone else has for the last probably three windows. Um, but, you know, Tammy Abraham was another one we, we were strongly linked with. Mm-hmm. I, I think deep down, Arteta does think that, and it's probably part of the reason why he wanted Jesus because he can play out wide and he can use him in lots mm-hmm. of different areas. Um, I think... You only got to look at that Haaland performance to kind of think, yeah, there is just in any team there is room for a player that lets you go a bit more direct and lets you beat the press. And I, I, I would love an Ivan Tony,
0: Tony yeah.
4: someone like that, just brute force, but also
0: very. But he's technical. more than that. Yeah, he's exactly. more than just a, a big very man. So Toney for me the him. modern day forward. Yeah.
2: He does everything because he can link up play as well. Obviously, in a different way to Jesus, but he links up play quite well. Look at the mm-hmm. way Bomo plays off him um, mm-hmm. and a couple of other players there. Tony would be perfect if he didn't have those allegations on his name and a potential ban coming up. That's the only reason I wouldn't go for him. But I like that I'm hearing links to another type of striker now as well because it doesn't necessarily have to be a target man. It could be a bagsman too and in like an osseman it it could be someone like that that you know you give him a sniff he's banging it he's putting it in the back of the net because jesus also doesn't do that i don't think he's much of a goal threat as good as jesus is i believe he's the best pure footballer in the side in front of goal i don't think he scares opposition and right now martinelli's our scariest threat um in the front three and he's still very young he's still growing and credit to him for getting 15 because it's been an incredible season for him but it'd be good to have a striker to 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 trust it in and around the box that you give him a you, you give him a yard he can he can bury it so it's good to be linked to strikers I mentioned Zusinchenko, i mentioned Party I've mentioned Holding I meant you know we've talked about Xhaka too um, and I'll leave it at that because those are the five players that in my opinion I wanted to mention off the back of that game um, it is just one game but it it was the game of the season and as much good work as we did leading up to that game being in the position we're in. That is, is, you know, this period is, is essentially the period that has cost us now, Jordan.
0: Just briefly, what I was going to say as well is that, look, the, the title, just kind of wrapping up the kind of title talk, I think we all agree that Man City will, will more than likely win the Premier League title now yeah. and it, it is over. But I did tweet straight after the match and I got battered for it as well. And, well, you just hold your lick sometimes, isn't it? I tweeted after the game that, yeah, of course, I think you'd be, you'd be an idiot to suggest that City won't win the title now. But they're still second. They, they are still second. <laughs> so, look, I, I know everyone's laughing right now, thinking you would Jordan, shut your mouth. But people were talking as if City won the game and extended their lead at the top. So, no, 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 no. They're, they're, they're still second. And I'm just thinking, let's at least, if there's be anything. I sorry? sorry? They'll be first tomorrow. Probably will. They probably will. But let, let them go first before we give them the crown. Is, is, is the kind of point I'm making,
3: and let's at least let them pace, first, whenever it is. Whenever it is. you know what would be more 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 annoying than me than anything else now is if Arsenal throw these next five games away. The title's done, right? Yeah, but at the end of it, I don't want City ten points clear at the end of this. This th- that that will really you know because we've been better than that. Three or four points, I'll accept. You know what I mean, like, but. I, I, if we lose against Chelsea and then we lose to Newcastle and then all of a sudden we're looking like Manchester United are going to take that, that, that is where thats where we're at now. You know what I mean? Finish this season off strong. Get as close to the Manchester City as possible. I don't think Manchester City are going to lose a game. I'll say that now. I think they'll win every single game. You know what I mean? like If they play like that, Every single game, or near on like that, they will not lose another game. They've not. I think they've won how many games? They've beaten Bayern Munich four-one. They've beaten. Yeah. Um, they're winning every game, three or four-nil at this moment in time. And I think they've won 10, 11 games on the spin. They're not dropping points, We're right? We get that. But for us now, forget about them. It's concentrate on ourselves. Let's finish the season off strong. Do not finish it off on a wimp. Like we did last season, going, you know, uh, the the worst thing that can happen to this Arsenal team now is they come third. That will be a disaster. That we need two wins
4: to secure. We need two wins to secure finishing above Newcastle, and it'll be about. It's pretty similar because Man United, Villa at home next, Brighton away. So,
3: two more wins from our last we'll five. We'll get
0: second. We'll we'll get second, but I think leads. I don't want right. to limp over
3: it's, the line. In second. Yeah, You're yeah. I will not on third. And exactly. you look at the league table at the end of the season. Man City win it on 90 points, Arsenal on 80. It doesn't look like there's been a title challenge. Do you no, know but I'll, I mean,
4: I'll, I'll go, go. one further. And this is sitting somewhere in between what John's just said and what Lee's saying, which is be just be ready in case there's a slip-up. I know I know they're going to win the game. But what if? What happens if they go to Fulham on the weekend?
0: Don't piss off Turkey. No, I'm, I'm, not,
4: I'm not trying to instil hope. I'm... I'm Because I I think it's done. I'm the guy who said we'd lose that game at the Etihad 3-0, okay, So trust me. But if they do, if they draw, some freak something happens, Okay, We've got to be ready. We just have to be. There's just no excuse. You know, they won their first league title, Man City, in God knows how many years, in 2012, having been eight points behind Man United. And United drew 4-4 at home to Everton and conceded two late goals. Yeah, no, no one here would have thought They're that up, would
3: happen. Didn't they? Man City 1-0. Man City beat them in the run-in to close it yeah. to five. But, I think but they, they, said the errors, on the they? Said that was it, it, it was yeah. they
4: So they needed a few slip-ups in the run-in, mm. United, and, and City got them. Credit City did their job too. We didn't do that. But but this is but this is what I mean. I think City actually did the double on them that year. So that tells you everything as well. But like this is my point is just win your games. Not to cement second for pride and all that, but just to be ready in case. Because their last two games, that in, when we play Forest away, they then have Brighton away and Brentford away in that last four or five days of the season. So if they've slipped up at Everton or Fulham before, and we've done our job, I promise you all we have hope going into that week. Every single one of us will be sitting there going, oh, but what if...
0: <laughs> Fulham and Brighton, Fulham and Everton, they won't win both those games. They won't. Oh, win both oh those
4: here games. you go, so he, you're it.
0: There's a draw. There's a draw. One of, the, one of those. One of those two games. They draw.
3: You say Everton yesterday.
4: Turkish so, is laughing because he doesn't <laughs> believe, and I agree. I don't believe it anyway. Nah, you no, know yeah.
2: you, you know what you mean. You know what you mean, you You got me fucking dreaming again. You got me thinking...
3: I, I don't, what, Turkish, don't go down that route. If, City, if, down
2: si, route. if City draw one game and win the rest, leading up to the final game of the season, and we win all the games leading up to the final game of the season, I believe that'll put us two points behind Brentford's score in the 32nd minute they one nil. Nah,
1: let me
4: not. Let me not do this. No, my,
2: my, my, my point is, <laughs> look, I, know, look, I know we can all laugh. I know
4: we can all laugh and get all like oh Listen, we still got to go to Newcastle, and we got Brighton at home. So yeah. I, I don't think I actually don't think we're winning. All of well, look,
3: listen, fight. we're not beating. New, look, I'm going up to Newcastle. Uh, I'm actually like, we ain't beating Newcastle okay. with that defense. We are not beating Newcastle. So my point is, back
4: one slip up. One slip-up in one of those games that Jordan has mentioned, <clears throat> and we have to be ready. That is all I ask this team to be, yeah. ready. Because the pressure will be on them if we have won our games and we beat Forrest away, very doable, and they go into a crunch final week, away at Brighton and away at Brentford, probably two of the toughest away games anyone has faced this season, really. It
3: wouldn't fancy
0: us,
4: you not, lot, not at you, all. I wouldn't be predicting us to win those games.
0: Hang, hang on, hang on. You lot are chatting about Brentford and Brighton and Newcastle and all that. to segue for S- Turkish here now. Do we even beat Chelsea?
4: No. This is my point. Win our games <laughs> and be ready. Win our games and be ready. <laughs> Mudrick is going to go to the Etihad and win us the title. Come on, Michaela.
3: <laughs> Edwin masterclass.
4: class. He knew what he was Frank's doing. Frank's going to get
3: his first win at, at City. <laughs>
4: that,
0: that, that,
2: we'll use that as a segue children because we're all we're well over an hour in now um i hope people have hit the like button already it's not the most positive of pods and they have tended to be positive throughout the season um but here we are seemingly throwing it away towards the end but as james has just alluded to there's still hope um so yeah if you believe so you believe so if you think it's over then it is what it is you, you you're on my kind of wave but um we'll keep it moving chelsea i think at the beginning lee you said you want to see some changes so what changes would you want to see against chelsea before we get into predictions
3: change i, I want to see a change up from the back four i want to see a change from now i want to see um uh, I, I listen it's a little bit different at home so i feel for Rob holding but i want to see i want to see a i want to see a back f- Four or back three going into that game, which gives me hope for going against Newcastle. So I I I, I, I want to see a clean sheet. <laughs> Don't see many of them, but like I want to see a, a clean sheet. I want to see the only clean sheets I see is when I when I come on the alt, on, on this show and I see like you know um, James's bed That's the only time <laughs> I get to see a clean sheet. You You're, know,
4: welcome,
3: I, You're welcome. Yeah, no problems. Thanks for that. So I'd like to see I'd like to see um, a little change there uh I've said it a couple of times I, and, and people laugh at me. I feel that Jesus now has gone into that um thing where the the um has gone from the couple of games now he's finding physically a little bit tough maybe like a, a little change up up top as well um and, and and that's really really it for me like you know uh, but what I want to see against Chelsea is a clean sheet and, and a comfortable win giving me confidence gains to, to Newcastle. You know, uh, as I say, I, you know that that's that's that all that concerns me is now is, is we win our next five games. Like, like let's see if we can do that. And I watched Newcastle the other day against Everton. That's out to play Everton away from them. That was another poor game, by the way, Everton away. I said that back in the day that could come back and all this. Every every good team's gone there and smashed them. Oh, so Newcastle's cool. going to be a real, real tough, tough game, and they will score goals against us if we don't sort out our back four. And that may may mean just shoring up, protecting the the, the, the midfield as well. You know, I, look, I always look back at our great teams, Adams and Keown at the back and Bold and all that. They was protected by Vieira and Petit, you know, Vieira and Gilberto, you know what I mean? There was protection even with our very, very good, you know, Sol Campbell at the back there. That, uh, James makes a great point. We, we, we exposed our central defenders on uh, on Wednesday, and they're, and they're weak anyway. You know what I mean? They're not as class as, as they should be. So, protect the back four, uh, and just a slight change, Mikel. Come on, let's see what you can do. Let's see what you're made of in these next four or five games as well.
2: Yeah, let me bring up the prediction table now as well. What, what was
3: your prediction on... 3-1. Um, 3-1. Three three you know, when Ireland scored, I jumped up. And when were you jumping oh, up? I right there's yeah, so bigger fish to fry. I said, there's bigger, <laughs> bigger fish to fry. There's bigger fish to fry. That's a
2: forever Arsenal fish. <laughs> <laughs> there we have it. So me and James got a point because we both predicted a match City win for the people listening on Spotify, Apple oh, it's Podcasts. Close
0: now, it's close. Five, five points. Your platforms you use. <laughs>
2: There's been 43 games and 43 predictions made. I am top on 37 points. Jordan is second on 35 points. Lee is in third on 33 points. And James is fourth on 32 points. Just one point behind... You might not Lee. be getting that
3: wooden spoon this year. You might not be getting the wooden spoon. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I can see you are shitting yourself, Lee. But I am worried. I like, it. Me. I mean, it was free
3: you at one stage and I thought I was bottom of the league. I was saying, when Holding scored I went yes and then I realised oh no Turkish oh well done well done well done Herland well done well done well done uh, so... it was worse for me me and me and, uh, me, me and uh, Jordan on that it was 3-0 and then it went 3-1 we was like we doomed we was doomed fretting fretting it,
2: you know, lucky you docked me points, otherwise it'd be over right now. would be four points clear, but here we are, two
3: points, two oh, points. Oh, we either. lost your points, did we? Oh, we <laughs> lost your point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you want to change that? Like, you know I mean, there's the one finding us up and making messages saying we're sorry, I'm sorry. Now it's our <laughs> fault.
2: <laughs> yeah. Because you're acting like head teachers for fuck's sake. Just let, let it slide. But here we are.
3: I see Sheroy ain't here, he's been, he's on holiday somewhere. Yeah, we should, was, we should have got monster, right? him once You paid know him. I mean? A, uh, as it happens, like, you know, we're gonna get we're gonna get uh, Sheroy in like hey, I look there. have a have a week away, Sheroy. Go on there, take your take your lovely girlfriend away for a weekend. Go on Sunday, like, you know what I mean? We'll get about those points in a couple of weeks. Since we're on the Sunday since Shiroy
2: has you brought up, I'm going to do my comment of the day right now before predictions. Mine was from Nakia Grant, Turkish, you should appeal the points deduction like Juventus. I've already filed my papers, Shirai. <laughs> <doesn't know what laughs> <them. laughs> He's taking a break. He's going to get back to me. <laughs> if, if there's any way I can get my points back on. Uh, We'll find that soon. All right, predictions, Chelsea.
0: Hang, Hang on, on that point, Turkish, is this going to be like a Man City situation whereby in a couple of seasons' time, we're going to realise that you were were paying Sheroy and then we're going to get retrospective. I'll get a retrospective title. Yeah,
2: yeah, we'll get our shirt (laughs) back.
3: We rip his shirt off at a match (laughs) 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 day.
2: It's hard hard being the best, man. It's hard being the best. People just want to tell you James just want his money
3: back. Especially because
4: it costs me more finishing Bottas.
0: <laughs> oh yeah!
4: yeah, yeah. Oh yeah!
3: Caught you an extra tenner, didn't it? Oh, I've got to start. I've got to get, get, I've got to forget about it. I've got to get
2: started. Good. <clears throat> I've got. i got. things. are going to make it back, man. One point away from Lee.
4: Yeah. You know what? If you actually ask me, what's the perfect result for me it, it, at the start of the season? It's finishing first. If you ask me what's the second best result? It's finishing third with Lee fourth. That is
3: absolutely <laughs> the best thing. i have been a right disappointment from winning it last year to come bottom. That's poor, that would be poor. I'd like to
2: give you a title be, if you do come last, because I don't know.
3: Yeah, so that's pretty poor. That's anyway, you know, you've got about four early ones for you to get in. You'll be in that last. <laughs> but someone, listen, if I was a head teacher, I'd say, listen, who was late
2: today? <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, well, you, you, you should be docked one point and be level with James. If if, if I'm at you know, if I'm
3: yeah, a, well, I, I'll tell you what, I'll go to Sheroy straight away on this one, <laughs> I mean,
2: like, 27
3: minutes past. I've had to put in the link, I'll ask for a link, you know what I mean? Like, by the time I sorted out the link and got, got through and all that, I need five, ten minutes to do that. I'll tell you, like <laughs> I, I don't know all this pay stuff, I have to type, you know what I mean. So, Just uh, board, least... and, I, and I even had to ask for the link at 27 minutes past. Uh, eight. We're supposed to be going at half past eight.
2: Look for lying as well. I should dock you two points because twenty-seven past the. I'm going to get it up right now. Eight twenty. You said is there? A oh, minute? all right.
3: Seven minutes. Like, like. When did the actual link come through? Eight twenty-three. So you had seven oh, minutes. Right. Oh, no, I had seven minutes. Like, you know what I mean? He's like. You know. Please, like- yeah, that' <laughs> right. So like,
2: he's, using a, he's using a fucking typewriter to put it in, and he's talking about yeah. links.
0: On, on nah. the point of Sheroy, though, can someone send me Sheroy's number? Because I need his number in my phone, but just in case. Nah, I need nah, can't no,
3: no, we know all that. He's, got got he's like your on own lawyer, speed He's got him on Speedo, and he's your own list for his wrong dates <laughs> as well. Like, you know what I mean? Shiroi, can we go out tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Better, sword,
0: Better
3: sword. <laughs> There's a show in that. Better
4: call Sheroy.
3: Have... <laughs> when I see Sheroy next time, I'm just going to blank him. I really am going to blank him. Like, I, I think he's a really nice guy, but as a lawyer, he, he, he's useless. You know what I mean? Let's be honest. he's useful. For some people,
4: you're actively damaging his public reputation. You do realise that, Lee?
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. he should, step up, should, should step up, shouldn't he, Like, you know what I mean. Like, I've got you know, he Listen, might not want to talk to me good. after this. So there you go. I've like, you know left
2: a I mean, star so. review on Google already. If anyone needs a layer out there, people sure right is your man. Um let let me know and I'll pass you on the contact details. Apart from Jordan and Lee James, if wow. you need him.
3: Wow. Apparently, apparently he was uh, Ray Parler's lawyer. I don't know if that's true or not, though, Like, Of course. Know? <laughs> <He talks.
0: laughs> <laughs> you know? Let's move on. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, prediction time.
2: <clears throat> Chelsea, Emirates, Tuesday night. This is such a difficult one to predict because I I just want to predict it. You know what? 3-1 Arsenal. I'm going to go 3-1. We bounce back. We get goals. Chelsea are abysmal. Do I even give them <clears throat> Wait, one sec. Do I give them a goal? Fucking know they did. Do I give do them a goal? If you
4: think Michaelo Mudric isn't bouncing one off his arse into the back of the net to put them one nil up, then you're severely mistaken.
2: Um I'm gonna go Two okay. new Arsenal. Two okay. new Arsenal.
0: Um, I agree. I agree with Lee. I would. I would. Um, I would start Inketia up top on this one. I would make change up top. I would also bring. No, no, try... I'm going one Sorry. Whoa, 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 three one. You
2: decided to start talking instead of predicting, <laughs> so you gave me the chance.
0: <laughs> um, I would also do changes in the back. So I would put Ben Wyatt centre back, and I would go with um, Tierney, Ozincenko. Well, those the those being the two full Um I would make changes. I'm not convinced. I went emotional the last two ones, Southampton and City. I'm going to go back to my normal pragmatic. I'm going to go for a dirty 2-1. Dirty 2-1. I don't think it's going to be a comfortable game at all. I think Lampard would love to beat us. Yeah. Lampard would love to get his first win against Arsenal at the Emirates. So, um, and yeah, 2-1 Arsenal.
3: <clears throat> Lee seems upset. <laughs> I'm gonna go two nil just to change it up now, but I, I you know what I mean, like two one was my my uh, oh, I was gonna go for two 0 My one as well, like you know what I mean. So I'm gonna go for two nil. Just because I like, I need to get I need to gain gain something. Oh, I was
4: gonna go
3: two nil. Um you wanna get above me, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
4: <laughs> you want to I'll, get above me? Um,
0: I'll go 3-0 Arsenal. Oh, wow. Um, you guys are confident.
4: I, I would... Uh, not really. I've I just... I don't know. I don't you know, don't know, if know if what you're going to get, really. I
3: don't know
4: yeah. if there's any score I'm confident <clears throat> in, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, but I, I'd go... Uh, I, I'd bring Kivior in. Just see. Why not? Why not? They literally haven't played a striker all, all season. Um, I'd bring in Kiwi all for this, and then controversially, I'd drop Saka or, or rest, shall I say? So would I? So would I? Played so a would lot I. of football all season, yeah. so kicked all the time. And I actually don't think, while I thought he looked quite bright against Southampton, actually, I don't think he's been very good for a month or so. And that's fine because he's been unbelievable and he still scores goals, and I love him. Uh, but I'd, I'd, uh, I'd bring Trossard in and move Jesus to the right. Um, and if Nelson got a start, I wouldn't be overly against that either. So, yeah, um.
2: Three 0 I need a response, Arsenal. Come on! So to round off the predictions, I've gone three one. Jordan's gone two one. He's gone three 3-0 But so, yeah, all different predictions. We'll see what happens come this week. And it's time for comments of the day before we. You all run. know
4: Chelsea are winning one nil, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> and whilst winning, we all know that's going to happen, though. whilst we're well, been
3: saying, "Well, we've got to keep in it and all that." Like you know I mean, give the old rally in the speech, you know got Turkish interested and then you go and come out Oh, you know Chelsea going to win 1-0. Yeah. I'll be th- I'm going to be really, I'll, I'm going to be honest with you now, I will be fuming if we can see the goal. Fuming. There you go. 7-1 win.
4: 7-1 win, Lee's <laughs> fucking...
3: I will be going mad. <laughs> While well, the comments yeah. of the day are getting...
2: Got... Hit the like button and Jordan, you go ahead because I've done my comment of the day already.
0: All right, I'll be quick because I've got got a shoot. Uh, There's a good one here from Jessen. um, uh, uh, No, sorry, it was from Andy Cole here. I'm going to be the Andy Cole. I was crying Brilliant. Sorry, someone's (laughs) crying. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, someone keeps calling me. I was crying with laughter at the first 10 minutes of the pod. Every week, you guys make me laugh. Keep up the amazing work best podcast out there. And then the other one I've got here is uh, what a classic start from Lee. Turkish, you went on the tactical show last week. Surely you got some sleep there. I like that <laughs> line. <laughs> it's past but true.
2: Past uh, but true. Who's up next?
3: I've got to go for this one. Like, you know, I'm not even going to mention his name or I'll go for it. Habib Malik Enjoy Lee on this podcast for as long as you can. With all that acting he's doing and the working for the proper TV soon, love, love the work, lads. Keep it up. I'm believing because I keep believing as I do. It's obviously before the Man City game, like, you know, but if you're still believing, good luck to you.
2: <laughs> well, Lee's new career as an actor, yeah.
3: Yeah, I can see it happening like that, you know I man. So, <laughs> ah, we'll see about that, James. <laughs>
4: All right, mine is from Goat Tetter and I love it because I see this kind of comment every single show. It just says, video starts 11.30. He's put a time code in there. And I just love the idea that there's some people on the podcast going, yeah, yeah fuck all this. I know you're having fun, but can we just get to the actual football Get to, the,
3: get to the action.
4: <laughs> 10 minutes out there, just not interested in. No thanks. No, don't don't care about your life. Don't care about your, your prediction table or whatever's going on behind the scenes. Just chat football, um, and then some people get in the comments going. Now the first ten's brilliant. So to those who do enjoy the start, thank you. To those who are just here for the football chat, we don't whatever whatever it is that you get out of this podcast, we appreciate
2: it. Yeah, I mean i I enjoy it. I enjoy the banter. The chemistry is a big part of why this show does so well and why we all enjoy doing it. It has me up at seven eight a.m. on a lot of days, and I don't think I do that He's for You've many-
3: <laughs> <laughs> Got some front
2: i wouldn't do that for many podcasts i'll tell you that so, you
3: um, don't do it for this one what are you on about like that, <laughs> at least i it?
2: try to do it for this one At least I fucking at least you try yeah yeah he sets the alarm mate have some respect Lee. well
3: yeah he, he, he sets the
4: alarm yeah he called you to apologize what more do you want well exactly you know what I
3: mean? exactly <laughs> My bad is what he says. My bad. I love Jordan. You know if Turkish has done something wrong, it's my bad. You know,
2: I'm my utmost apologies, Lee. Like, next time that's what I'll say if there is the next
3: time. I know you're not sincere. If you say my bad, I'll know that you're sincere, like you know.
2: Yeah, my bad. That's 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 real. That's from the heart. Yeah, I man. know that's
3: real. I do know that's <laughs> real. Right,
2: we're gonna wrap it up here, people. Literally coming up to an hour and a half. I think it was necessary considering the circumstance. It does feel like it's over, but as James said, there might be a glimmer of hope. Let's see what happens over the next coming games. We'll be here after and before every single fixture. Big up James, big up Lee, and big up Jordan as always. And big up NordVPN. Um, Use the code AFTV at the checkout or click the link in the description below. NordVPN.com forward slash AFTV for the AFTV special. And there's a 30-day money-back guarantee, people. So make sure you show them some love. We're out now, and we're back after the Chelsea game. Peace, people. Love.
3: I'm trying to access this video, and it's doing my nothing, Robby.
1: you almost got to...
3: And I won't be tagged to know what any way and I can save money on, when... Tra- oh, for f- sake.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so how do I know when he's finished moaning? All right, OK. Should we, should we, should we do oh. <laughs>